2: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. From Strickville, USA. That's right. We are up in Omaha, downtown Omaha, the CHI Health Center, home of the Omaha supernovas i'll flip my laptop around you'd rather not see me you'd rather see the practice going on down there just getting underway um i'm austin seated to my left the right if you're watching on the stream rico what's up how you doing rico this is like your your second home now
3: yeah i have been you know i, I mean i got family in omaha I grew up in omaha 18 years of my life i spent here um but uh, the last few days i have been making the drive <laughs> down here to CHI to check things out and make sure we can get all set up and Now we're broadcasting for the first time inside CHI Health Center. I think this
2: might be a first for 93.7 The Ticket. Look at us. Maybe. Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought it would be me and you? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Um, Coming up in five days, you will have the dynamic duo of our own DP and Omaha Scut Head Volleyball Coach Renee Saunders on the call. The Omaha supernovas and they're playing Atlanta, right? The Atlanta Vibe. The Atlanta Vive. First game
3: ever in the pro volleyball federation. And uh a little bit of breaking news uh through uh from earlier today is that not only can you listen to the match on 93 7 the ticket, but you can also, if you're in the Omaha area, listen to it on 95 7 the boss, FM radio uh 1690 uh am radio here in omaha you can listen to the games as well as uh 93.7 being the flagship is going to be having uh 95.7 the boss and uh 1690 uh our, they will have our broadcast as well and and i mean earlier when we announced that we were the flagship obviously you can listen on krvn and the r- rural radio network as well so we're, we're all across the state with this supernovas uh, stuff and it's fantastic it's amazing uh also if you for whatever reason, which, how dare you, um, can't listen on the radio or the app, or I believe we might also be, you know, live stream not live streaming the game, but live streaming the audio at least, mm-hmm. um, you can watch it on TV or on an app as the Professional Volleyball Federation, the Pro Volleyball Federation, announces Bally Live and Stadium as media rights partners. Bally Live will broadcast a majority of the live matches for free free everybody you don't have to pay anything no subscription no none of that not free 50
2: not free 30 not free 99 free
3: free dot zero zero um live matches free on the Bally live app during the 2024 inaugural season with a 40 with a minimum of 40 matches slated for the platform stadium will broadcast a Match of the Week live across its app, websites, and OTT partners. I know somebody smarter than me knows what that means. <laughs> um, with 20 matches slated for this coming year, these matches will also be simulcast on Valley Live. So, again, if you can't listen to the match, which you, there's no way you shouldn't be able to, you can watch it Wednesday, January 24th, Atlanta at Omaha on Stadium. If you had to guess what OTT stood for, what would you guess? Um, outside television something
2: close it's over the top refers to technology that delivers streamed content via internet connected devices yeah i totally knew that yeah i know
3: you did over the top you nailed it i'm a genius thank you
2: so to summarize everything rico's saying there is no reason there is no excuse you can give us to not be watching or listening to 93.7 the ticket exactly whether it's the supernovas whether it's your favorite show uh whether it's your least favorite show there is no way you can escape us we are yeah. expanding our reach omaha we come we are
3: everywhere they're
2: everywhere yeah. there's no escape <laughs> also i apologize if our voices sound a little funky we don't know how loud or quiet we're being outside yeah. of this we had a very conversational tone before so we're trying to keep it there but they are uh the supernovas just getting underway with their practice so we're trying not to we don't want yell. to disturb
3: them they do have mute hold up they do, do still have music going on They do. And it's it's decently loud. I don't think they can hear us. <laughs> they but, better not be able to. But we couldn't then, hear them from
2: down there. Really. Yeah,
3: but even then, I just don't want to. I don't want to distract them. I Again. mean, they're just, they're warming up right no, now. They're, they're doing their stretches and everything. But still, I don't want to bother them.
2: We are getting a couple of funny looks from other people down. The, I was about to say the baseline, the end line. I suppose it would be <laughs> yeah, in, in volleyball, but they're setting hey, we up were, the... We were told we were asked to be here, exactly. so we're going to try to be respectful they and appreciative of the space that we're in today.
3: They're setting up the cameras, the very fancy uh, Hawkeye cameras that if you watch tennis, that you know exactly what those are, where um, if the ball is called out, if the ball is called in, they can review the the cameras and, and see exactly where it landed, where it was and, and make the outer in call pretty accurately, like probably like 99.99% accurately. Um, so there won't be as many officials on the court, but they will have the up official will have a uh, iPad that will show him or her uh, if the ball was in or out. So not not a lot uh, not a lot necessary from the up official aside from uh, calling some in the net and and other violations that occur uh, around that area. But out of bounds calls will be will be handled by a ton of cameras around the court.
2: Yeah, I mean there are two, four at least four of them. There will be two, two more down there and right. probably two more over here on this side. Yeah, so that'd be if my math is correct, eight cameras at least. Yeah. Get the overhead camera, too, from underneath. That one's uh, cool. I like that one. So they had it when they were when they were
3: practicing. They had it. They look like ants. Like the players look like ants, but it's a cool overhead. Well, maybe some of them are. And (laughs) (laughs) how dare you? Uh, It's a cool overhead shot. And if they could like zoom out a little, if the if they could raise the uh the the jumbotron up a little bit and get mm-hmm. the entire court in that shot it'd be awesome
2: okay you're the volleyball guy It'd ticket it. okay careful you now. are this is this is your lane careful now what is your favorite view for volleyball do you like the tv angle do you like the you know straight on from the, the end line of the court or do you like the overhead um so when i when it's live i don't
3: mind being like behind the play like in the on the end line mm-hmm. but for tv i like the side angle shot Um, from like directly behind the, the, the up official or in front of the up official. I don't, I don't like the uh, end line baseline, whatever you want to call it shot uh, on television. I know that it's like the same if it was live, but it just, it just bothers me on TV.
2: Right. I think we've become so accustomed to what the TV angle is. Like it makes sense why they put it there. Mm -hmm. But I think especially for, you know, people like me who are still trying to learn the sport of volleyball, that, I'm being paid to pretend like I know something about volleyball. So my goal is to not just have to pretend moving forward. But it's these behind the end line shots. And even from up above, right? Like I know what a football play looks like. I know what a basketball play looks like. I don't know what a volleyball play looks like. Really? So to be able to to see like from the top down, like, hey, when is this person moving? Why are they moving? Like uh, Coach Saunders was saying when we had her on old school, Mm -hmm. is that Monday or Tuesday, whatever day that was like, the importance of space in volleyball. To see how the players keep that spacing, what good spacing looks like, and bad. Like I'm a sucker for that that end zone view behind a play, so you can see kind of what the quarterback is seeing, right? Mm-hmm. For football, I feel like for people like me in volleyball, that would go a long way to kind of see, mm-hmm. you know, what the the passer is seeing, what the setter is seeing, mm-hmm. and then even like some of the angles for the hitter to some degree.
3: It so for me. I've watched enough of it. I look. I'm not a professional by any means. I'm not going to pretend to know all that there is to know, or, or even half of what there is to know about volleyball. I'm still learning. I'm still a novice at this game, even though I've been covering it for two years. So I'm not going to pretend to know that. But I, I just know that being down on the court, which I've had the luxury and the privilege of of being down there for a few matches, it just it it's so f- much faster. Down on the court, it speeds things up. It's so much louder. And hearing the conversations between the athletes during the play and seeing what's going on, it, it just changes your perspective on things so much. Because, look, at, at the Bob, you're all the way up in the corner when you're media. So you're mm-hmm. looking down and you're, you know, doing your own thing, listening, watching. You can't hear like a bunch of the conversations. But when you're down, on the court and you're listening to what they're saying and how the players are developing and who's calling for the ball and, and where each person is and, and the speed at which everything happens where the setter, you know, sets it up for somebody who's calling for it or, or isn't calling for it. And they just know who's going to get it. And then, you know, knowing, watching the hitter, like read the block in real time while they're Mm -hmm. up in the air and finding out a way to either tool it, tip it, you know, put all of their power into it is just, it it takes things to another level. And look, that's just the college game. Like at the professional level, listening to them communicate on the court was fantastic. Like Mm. I, I I don't understand how they're able to process things, especially the setters, like listening to Natalia process things so quickly And and call things out for her attackers and Mm -hmm. then her ability to like know because, look, they all know each other, but they all haven't played with each other all that much until they started getting into training camp and now practicing all of this. Mm -hmm. So she in real time is setting there, is sitting there, setting the ball up for all of these different attackers. They all have different places where they like the ball. And during one of the practices, I could just see her setting it. And then, like, you know, the, the, the attacker hits it, and she looks at them. She's like, is that good? And they're like, a little higher, a little off to this side, a little of that. And the very next time that they're up in the line, she gets it exactly, and they're like, yep, that's it. And she's like, there you go. <laughs> that's what – and 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 she and she's just getting it every time. Like, the the attention to detail for these players is just next level. Because, they, like I said, they all like it in different spots. So, if you're, you know, more like, I want it a little higher and off to the left, or you're – like you're a lefty or a righty, like you want it mm. on either side, you want it a little lower, a little tighter than that, a little farther off. but she's just nailing it every time. Her and, and and sydney Hilly, the other setter uh out of Wisconsin. Like they're just amazing.
2: It still pains me to have to root for a Wisconsin badger. Like, I'm shout going to, to do it. Because shout out to Sydney Hilly and Danielle Hart. Yeah. I mean, they're honorary Nebraskans now since they're playing for the Omaha supernovas, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie, Rico. It's going to take me a while to actually like come to grips with
3: it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. You'll get over it. It's not like they beat Nebraska for a national championship or anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Which, speaking of that, we'll dive into um, a little bit of the goings-on in, in this building that the Supernovas call home that we call our second home here at 93.7 to take it for broadcasting. Um, do you want to make sure we shout out Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul for sponsoring on the block two to four weekdays here on 93.7 The Ticket. Also, uh, good sense. It is a good sense Friday at the ticket. Um, They showed up just in time. Rico's on his way out the door. He was able to snag the sandwiches, so really appreciate them. Yeah, I did.
3: That was delicious.
2: And if you have any thoughts on anything that we're talking about, you can be a part of the show. Either leave a comment on stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, or you can send us a text at 402-464-5685. That is our starter, Heyman text line. All right, Rico, I'm going to dive into CHI Health Center just Mm -hmm. as a building. All right. Wonderful arena. Obviously, hasn't always been called the CHI Health Center. Nope. I get that. Shout out to the Quest Center. It will always be the Quest Center to me. Always and for, for, forever and always. Yes, that is the the one true name of this arena. But Rico, in sports, I think if you go to enough games, and I know that we are extremely fortunate and blessed in our profession to likely have gone to more games than, than most people. Mm-hmm. Right. But I have two, you know, quote unquote, houses of horror mm. in my not even just sports fandom, but kind of like broadcasting life. Yeah. The first house of horrors that I have is just the entire city of Minneapolis. I've gone okay. to two Husker football games up there. One of them was 54-35 Minnesota. And <laughs> got absolutely run through by the Golden Gophers. The Was not good. It was cold as all get out. Um, best press box spread I've ever had in my life, though. Okay. okay. So, Minnesota, that's the first game. Went back for a football game year or two later, I think. Um, that was the Hoodie Gate game.
3: Oh, no. No federal
2: Star, 35 7, Minnesota beats Nebraska. That and was then,
3: ridiculous. They're wearing hoodies <laughs> and they're soft. What do you what yeah. do? You do? You were wearing a hoodie. What are you doing?
2: And then to cap it off, the last game I called in college mm-hmm. was Nebraska Minnesota men's basketball in the barn. Minnesota mm-hmm. hung 100 on the Huskers that game. <laughs> Okay, so I am traumatically scarred by my trips to Minneapolis. Like, I love the city. It's a nice place. It's an easy drive. The other person You know personal... you do a show with a guy who loves Minnesota, right? Yeah, I know. Like, have you told him this? I'm sure it's come up at some point. Have you told but... him, like,
3: I can't <laughs> stay in the state where you grew up?
2: Well, it, no, I love the state. I want to love it even more, but I no, just am not allowed to go to a no. Nebraska game in Minnesota. Austin, it's like, impossible. don't take
3: you can't, me. You can't love it. Anywhere. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm can't. trying. It's impossible. I'm sorry.
2: Well, my other house of horrors is the one we're sitting in right now. Really? CHI Health Center. Really? Rico, I've been to a whopping two events here. Okay? The first okay. event that I went to would have been in 2000
1: and
2: seventeen. Okay. Or spring of twenty eighteen. Yeah, spring of twenty eighteen. Okay. Okay. Uh the NCAA tournament being hosted in Omaha. Okay. The Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight. Oh yeah, that was Duke and Syracuse. It was Duke and Syracuse and Kansas and Clemson.
3: Yep. So okay. my me and my wife, she's a Duke mm-hmm. fan. I'm a Syracuse fan. Oh, God bless her. We got shirts. God bless me. I'm the one that has to deal with it. Um, <laughs> we got shirts. I got a Syracuse shirt, she got a Duke shirt, and we both got uh high top white Air Forces because we were gonna come to the game. Dang. And we ended up not going, unfortunately. Okay. But so- we were like, we were excited, we're like, we're gonna go and we're gonna be in the same arena as as Coach K and Jim Beheim, and it's gonna be so cool. And then we we didn't go,
2: but we watched it. So, I bought tickets for the Duke-Kansas game ahead of time. I did not buy Sweet 16 tickets. I bought Elite 8 tickets. Mm-hmm. I was just that confident, but also scared out of my mind. Okay. Like, yeah. Syracuse annoys me.
3: Yes, I know. They, they are should.
2: very rarely actually good, but they're just good enough that they can get hot or they can just be a pest. Mm-hmm. So, especially given that it was a conference opponent in the NCAA tournament, the Duke fan in me was worried. Well, they dispatch of Syracuse. Kansas handles clubs and no Syracuse big was deal. Robbed. we're not. Speaking of Rob though, that Elite Eight game, I can see it right now. Section two fifteen or two sixteen up that, there in the that top where you right were? corner. Right over there. Yep, right okay. over there. That kind of diagonal okay. overhang.
3: The little pizza slice. Were my
2: seats for the Duke Kansas Elite Eight game. Mm. Um we were gonna go with friends. Something came up for them, they had to cancel. So okay. my brother, my mom and I ended up going. I got to the game late, first of all, like the U twelve of the first half. Okay. I was at my one of my previous stops working a Husker softball game. Okay. Is a doubleheader it was supposed to be like 10 and 12 got pushed back to 12 and two.
3: Mm, By okay. the time
2: those games got done and you got down here, got up here, found a got into spot. our parking spot seats, all that. Yep. It's a U 12. Okay. Yep. Super back and forth game ends up going to overtime. Um, I will never, 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 ever, never not ever. ever in my life, not a single day, forgive two men, Malik Newman, Okay, transfer from Mississippi State. Okay, who went off in the second half? Just could not miss. Hit some <laughs> really just ridiculous, stupid shots. Go ahead. And Roger Ayers, mm. Roger Ayers, had the worst block charge call I've ever seen in my life. Wendell Carter. If you guys can't tell, if you're not Wendell on the, Carter, on had the video his stream. feet drying in cement. Austin is pissed. underneath, like not not even in the restricted area, right? He was one foot. Look at this guy is was up to the lane line. His toe is up to the lane line. His feet drying in cement. Roger Ayers calls a charge. Kansas goes on to win. That team was the Grayson Allen, mm-hmm. Luke Kennard, uh, Wendell Carter, Jr., Trevon Duvall, Marvin Bagley mm. team. Marvin Bagley is supposed to
3: be better than he was.
2: He was a stud in college. We I underrate know. Marvin Bagley Jr.'s uh college career, but he has not done his, it his pro career in the smart. pros. Um, Anyways, that Duke team probably ends up getting. Well, they would have gotten Oregon in the next round, I think. And that was
3: the uh, what's his name?
2: Because it was the year Nova won it, their second title. Yeah,
3: was that the Oregon team with uh, Jordan Bell? Oh, see, no, I'm thinking of somebody else.
2: Dylan Brooks. Yeah, no, that was the year two. That was would have been the year before. Okay, because that's when Coach K stopped the handshake line yeah, to talk to Dylan. Bro- Brooks. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've been personally victimized. Well, that's the first time I was victimized in this arena. <laughs> the second time I was victimized in this arena. Okay. So Nebraska beat Creighton in the winter of 2018. Yes. Um, in Lincoln, I was at that game, called it, had a blast. Nebraska won by 20. Turn around the next year, come back up here. I'm sitting up in one of those. 204? No, up in the the actual media section. Oh, okay. All the, oh, all the, all way, the way up way. The top in the nosebleeds. Okay. Is
3: that above the 204? Is it higher? Is it?
2: No, it's like see where the lights are on up there? Yeah. Up
3: there? Yeah. That's the like the section. little cutout. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the picture. The pictures that yeah. I've seen from up there made it look so much higher. I mean, it is very high already, but it made it look like so much higher.
2: Yeah, it's very high. Um, and Creighton starts that game off on like a thirty five to five run over as, Nebraska.
3: as one does against Nebraska basketball.
2: So yeah, Minneapolis and the CHI Health Center are my personal houses of horror in sports. I'm sorry. How are you? Not at all. <laughs> no, you're
3: not. Not in the slightest. I have been to two sporting events here. Uh both volleyball. One Nebraska Creighton back in 20 oh what was that? 2022. Twenty twenty two? Yeah, twenty twenty two. Um where it goes five sets mm-hmm. and um Hayden Kubik gets the final kill um right on what
2: a what a random like huge moment for Hayden Cube!
3: oh yeah and it was in the hype video for the net like after that <laughs> it was in the hype video and this this last year it was still part of the hype video um but it was right there on the on the left side right over there um that's where she got coming at kill. us or
2: going away from us Co-
3: like going away from us Oh, okay. because I was sitting right there on that corner like the yeah. very corner okay there was media all along there and I was right there on the corner in the front row um So that's, you know, Hayden Kubik got that kill right there and uh, watched Nebraska beat Creighton in five sets. Just a fantastic match all around. That was the uh, uh, Whitney Longstein kind of coming out party where she had like 20-some kills. And it was just like, yep, this is the Nebraska's been looking for a go-to person uh, Mm -hmm. to go to when they need some points, and that's going to be her. And she kind of was a little off and on that season, but uh, still, that was a, a, a great match. And then my second one, I came here for the national championship game uh, two years ago, last
2: two, two volleyball ago. seasons ago. Yeah, 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 it 2022. was Texas
3: Louisville. That's right. Texas is first of their of their back to back championships. Um, where they fraudulent? Beat, yeah, where they beat Louisville. Um, and I sat right there in section 102, I believe, with a whole bunch of referees who were here. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you doing with a whole bunch of referees, to, Rico? <laughs> hey, shout out to AD for the tickets. Me, my wife, and my sister in law uh, came down here, and it was our first national championship experience. It was amazing, but um. We watched Texas win on an ace that traveled right, actually, like right in front of us. It, they she oh. served it from over there. Uh, it was coming coming over here and just went off of uh went off of a Louisville player's hands and just came straight back right into these seats right over here. And that's when uh, Texas started celebrating. Hmm. Logan Eggleston, Asia O'Neal. That's right? Yeah, just a uh, it was a it was I a never, stacked team though.
2: I never got a follow up from Strick as to how his call with Jermaine O'Neill went after the Nebraska Texas. Oh, did he yeah. call? He said he called him? Strick, he a... Strick said that he was worried about what the call was going to be like mm. from Jermaine. From Jermaine? Yeah. I understand. I get that. So I'll have to ask him about that. Okay, just for your money, better player, Logan Eggleston or Madison Skinner? Oh. Logan. I know that's probably unfair to ask, but I have to.
3: I I guess I'd be preferential to Logan Eggleston. There's okay. no there's like no rhyme or reason. They're both fantastic players, and You'd be lucky to have either one on your team, but for Texas to have back-to-back Logan Eggleston, Madison Skinner, they kind of, yeah, luck out there. <laughs> I, they're both fantastic. I would take Logan. I, I just think she's a bigger body. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's not that Madison's bad at, you know, blocking or getting, she can get up with the mm-hmm. best of them, but I, I would go with Logan Eggleston.
2: Um, I don't think I've asked you about this. I'm sure you've covered it during happy hour, your other appearances, uh-huh. but Taylor Landfair and Layla Blackwell. Yes. Fill me in. Uh, I know Landfair is like amazing. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Layla Black. Uh, Layla Black. Um, I don't know a lot
3: about Layla, but I do know that um, she's one of the better players in the West Coast Conference. She got, Good conference. She started at... Indiana. She started in the Big Ten mm. then went out to San Diego. She's from the California area. Played with Ani um, Evans, right? Yes, that one year and that's the reason why she's at Nebraska is Ani yeah. was telling her how amazing Nebraska was. Um, so she's a big reason why Layla uh, ends up with the Huskers but she is um, again, a three time all West Coast Conference uh, selection. Um, she is a fantastic blocker. She finished with like three or four kills per set uh, which has a middle is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And with like 174 blocks somewhere along those lines uh, this last season, uh, I, I'm confused as to what exactly the the rotation is going to be. Because you with, still have
2: Andy Jackson and Becca Atlas.
3: Yeah. So you've got a junior and a sophomore who played amazingly. I believe that they were both all Big Ten selections. I think Andy was second mm-hmm. team. They might have both been second team. That sounds right. Maybe one of them was 13, but either way, um, Andy was first team all freshman, but both make the all big 10 team in some aspect. um, And then you're bringing in a graduate uh, grad transfer player who, again, is an amazing middle um, herself. So I'm wondering who is going to miss out on time or if they're going to rotate all three in, which is. Going to be interesting if that's the if that's the way that they go or if they're just going with whoever has the hot hand.
2: Almost like an insurance policy. Yeah. Maybe. I mean you
3: you need it just in case something happens. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what, what we're going with right there. And then Landfair
2: um, is like player of the year in the Big Ten. Oh, she, she was 20. Point? She
3: was the 2022, two? 2022. Yeah, not this last year, the year before. Yeah. So two years ago, she was the Big Ten player of the year, had a down year this year. Um because Minnesota wasn't their usual. No, but that was on on due to their coach kind of their coach stepping down, taking like an associate AD role oh. uh, a couple of months before the season started. They went That'll out and hired, I believe it was Washington's head coach. I can't remember his name. His last name is Cook, um, but he <laughs> gets there and about following
2: the Nebraska blueprint.
3: Yeah, he gets there. But uh, a big part of, of that whole thing is that when their previous coach left and and Cook took over at Minnesota, Laney Choboy decommitted from Minnesota and then committed mm. to Nebraska. So we have that to, we have them to thank for that. Um, and then that might also be a part of why landfare chose Nebraska. She has connections what play with, with Laney. Well, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Who she, wouldn't has, though? she has connections with Lexi and I think mm. Becca and all of those players that have played on uh, team USA. Uh-huh. Um, she has connections with all of them and, you know, a small connection with Laney for the time that she was committed to Minnesota, probably. So um, no, getting landfare is a big, big, boost a big bolster to Nebraska's already pretty stacked roster.
2: And that's the thing I will end the segment with this is that you love continuity, right? John Cook has always said he doesn't want to necessarily rely on the transfer portal. But if you tell me Nebraska adds an all West Coast Conference player mm-hmm. um with Big 10 experience and you add a former Big 10 player of the year to mm-hmm. your roster, like yes, having Maggie Mendelssohn Around was nice. You like the continuity. Maybe see what she develops into. Having Allie Batonhorst Horse, played a role for this team. You know her continuity as well on the outside seems good. But also, if you have the chance to upgrade to that level, yeah, you absolutely take it and 100%. and work them in, fold them in later
3: on down the road. One hundred percent. It's. And then you have all of the fans on Twitter and then the social medias who are upset with John Cook for being a quote unquote hypocrite, talking about how he doesn't want to build through the transfer portal um, and he likes, you know, getting his players and developing them developing them well that's still what he's doing he's using the transfer mm-hmm. portal to kind of bolster his roster he's not building his roster through the transfer portal a la texas with like seven transfers this this mm-hmm. year after bringing in like six or something like yeah. something along those lines i'm i'm probably exaggerating but still they brought in a lot of transfer last year they bring in a lot of transfers this year um so they're kind of building their roster for another championship run through the transfer portal with, you know, all conference players, regardless of whatever conference they're in. Whereas Nebraska has their, has their roster, but you know, they lose four, four, one, two, three. Yeah. I think four players to the transfer portal. Hayden, Allie, Caroline, Caroline. Yeah. So four players to the transfer portal. Three of them didn't play as much. Um, But uh, Allie, you know, Two of them didn't play really at all. One of them played sparingly in Maggie Mendelson She played from time to time. Um, and then Allie was a big, big loss because of what she was able to do in the in the absence of Lindsey Krause. Mm-hmm. But um, adding, adding through the transfer portal was necessary because it's not like they can go out and recruit players at this juncture in time. So right. it, it was necessary. And that's what Nebraska was doing. That's what John Cook is doing. You know, kind of, kind of not building, but adding to his roster through the portal.
2: One of my favorite little anecdotes from having Coach Saunders in studio DP and J was uh, Coach Saunders was telling us that volleyball day they had all the alumni alumna, mm-hmm. obviously in the the tunnel underneath the the stands, and Coach Saunders was yelling at Lindsey Krause trying to get her attention. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Focused. Lindsay big-timed her. Focus. No. She said, so I'm, focused. A, she said, I'm
3: kind of a big deal, coach. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's it's my show now.
3: Quote Lindsey Crouch. No. She I'm said, kidding. I know you won a national championship, but I'm trying to win a national championship. <laughs> Chill out. My turn. Exactly.
2: I'm Austin. He's Rico. We're here at the home of the Omaha Supernovas, the only team that I recognize that plays here. Um, we'll be here 12 more times, I believe. 12 home games for the Supernovas. You can catch them all right here on three seven. The ticket on 95.7 and 16.90 up here in Omaha. And, of course, a couple other places as well. We'll be here all show, another hour and a half of On the Block. Plenty to get to in college football, plenty to get to in the NFL. We even maybe talk some Husker hoops. I know you just heard from Bach and Strick a little while ago um, about the the big game and the, the big ceremony and event coming up at Pinnacle Bank Arena um, in less than 24 hours now for Nebraska and Northwestern. Plenty to get to here on the show. If you have any thoughts, again, hit us up on the text line, 402 464 five six eight five. We'll take our first break of the show, talk some football and we get back.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.